Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into this live stream broadcast. This is an, an extremely important broadcast tonight. As many people are asking what is going on, many people want to know what is going to happen next. People have seen the events of today kind of develop and many people have a lot of questions, a lot of concerns, a lot of things on our mind. A lot of people are worried about the country. And so we're going to break down some information to you right now that I think will be helpful uh, for the days and weeks ahead. So first of all, I just want to say that what happened today on Capitol Hill, what we're now finding out, and this is from multiple, multiple sources and also from matching images with facial recognition and pictures. Um, and we have found that many of the operatives that stormed, not all, but many that stormed the Capitol were in fact operatives that we call agent provocateurs. They're usually paid agents that are sent into a situation to achieve a certain purpose for a, uh, an agenda. And uh, to, uh, it's, it's something that uh, in military terms is called optics, very important optics. Um, and so what has happened is if you want to uh, reverse engineer the situation and kind of look at it from a bird's eye view, uh, the courts have not allowed the evidence of the election theft to be presented. Uh, as we know, there have been up to 70 cases, not all from the Trump team, but many of them were uh, related to the Trump team or affiliates or people that were uh, other nonprofits that had filed suit in various states around the country, as well as with the Supreme Court. And none of those cases were heard. Uh, they were all kicked out due to procedural reasons. And that means they were not able to be heard based on merit. And so the court system let Americans down and the up to 80 million Americans that voted for Donald Trump for a second term. So the court systems let the Americans down. Then we move to the legislative branch where in, uh, in the Constitution, it allows and avails for an opportunity for the person presiding over the, uh, the electoral certification process, which was Vice President Mike Pence today. He had a couple of options from a constitutional legal standpoint. What he could have done is he could have said, we are not going to accept these, uh, this set of electors and he could have decertified them. And then they could have looked at the uh, alternate electors. But he really didn't even need to do that. Um, some constitutional lawyers said he did have the uh, authority to do that. But to make it really easy for him, what he could do, because I know there were some constitutional lawyers and other lawyers that were saying that he didn't have that authority. So let's just play the devil's advocate and say he didn't have that authority. And remember, Louis Gohmert tried to sue based on that, just to clarify that law, because there have been uh, instances in our history, uh, I think it was Jefferson that had to do this. And so uh, there is historical precedent that uh, Pence could have utilized in order to decertify the fraudulent electors that were sent to him as he was presiding over the, uh, you know, the process today. But instead, what he could have done to avoid um, that type of, because um, a lot of people would have probably pointed the finger at him and said he was a stooge, you know, they would have said he was a stooge for Trump. And so I understand that he must have had a, an enormous amount of pressure on him. But what he could have done, which would have been very easy to do, 
was he could have said, we recognize that there was fraud that took place in the selection process. And what we want to do is we want to send it back to the state legislators and we would ask them to certify which set of electors, especially in the states, I think it was five states where they had dueling electors. He could have sent those back. And in those five instances, he could have left it up to the state legislators, which is perfectly constitutional and legal. And this would have given, got a really, uh, it wouldn't have been him that made the decision. It would have been the state legislators. And this would have been constitutional and there's historical precedent. And uh, he wouldn't have even been blamed because it would have really been the state legislators. Of course, he would have received heat for it because we all know he had received heat anyways. But for the 80 million disenfranchised Americans and people that know that there's been a tremendous amount of voter fraud, including the 17 to 30 percent on the left that even have said that they admit that there's voter fraud that has taken place, uh, you know, there, there needed to be some type of healing or some type of uh, conversation. Uh, at least that we would have been allowed our day because we have not yet been allowed our day in court. And so we thought that we, you know, he, the president, the vice president at a rally or some event the other day, he said, we're going to have our day in Congress. Remember that? And so he made Americans feel like he was going to give us our day in Congress. And at least the evidence would have been allowed to be presented. They would have split into their, uh, you know, various groups uh, probably would have been, you know, the Democrats with Democrats and the Republicans with the Republicans. I'm not sure if the senators would have gone with the congressmen or if they would have split, but I'm not exactly sure how that process works, but they would have split. I think it was by party lines and then, you know, met and, and I think it's the Republicans would have met, the Democrats would have met and they would have talked about the evidence and they would have talked about the various things that the Trump team and, and, and those that were, uh, you know, talking about what has taken place from a voter theft standpoint, they would have at least been able to present their evidence to the group of the Republicans. And then what they could have done is reconvened and then they would have voted. Now, in a perfect world, that would work because, you know, the Republicans have held the Senate and the uh, Democrats have held the Congress. So, of course, the Democrats would have still probably certified despite whatever evidence was shown to them. But you would think that Republicans would have stand by the president and also not just really standing because I, I, this really isn't about a party. This is about a theft that has taken place, a, a huge theft of voter fraud I mean, on, on, so, on such an enormous scale that almost every American can see kind of at least some voter fraud. And I know, and I know there's some people that are in denial and they say that we're, you know, we're trying to destabilize their, you know, it's amazing that no one uh, said that when the Russian collusion delusion was going on that, you know, no one was saying they were trying to destabilize the country or, you know, all that. But for some reason, when we just want to have our vote counted, every legal vote counted and every illegal vote not counted, we're called people that are trying to destabilize the country. You know, pastors are called crazy conspiracy theorists just because we're literally looking at evidence of people taking ballots from underneath tables. <laughs> we're literally, you know, I mean, there's so much evidence. It's, I don't know if you've gone to CindyPal.com, but you can go there and look at her file where she's presented a tremendous amount of evidence. We, we hear more evidence every day. Like she says in her many interviews, is there's so much evidence, it's like a fire hose. It's coming in, there's so many people. Affidavit after affidavit, which, which are punishable, you know, by perjury if you lie on these affidavits. So it's unbelievable. So we have not had our day in court 
and now we have not had our day in Congress. And when I look at this from a, the, the, I was speaking to a, a general the other day, uh, a f former general, and, and this person was using a term that I had never heard. He called this fifth generation warfare. He said that this is literally China and the deep state collaborating together in what's called fifth generation warfare, where they're literally trying to take our republic from us. And uh, what, what happened at the Capitol was exactly that. It was military planning where they had agent provocateurs in place and they started, you know, exactly at the timing that they wanted to do to make it look like the Trump supporters were storming the Capitol. And yes, there were some Trump supporters that walked in there, but they weren't the ones breaking the windows and going into Nancy Pelosi's office and going to the speaker's uh, podium. These were the agent provocateurs. And by the way, a woman has died because of this, who was a Trump supporter. And could you imagine if, if, if it was another group of so-called protesters in recent history that would have had the police shoot them? Can you imagine the different outrage where you're barely hearing anything from the media about this woman who has lost her life? So these Asian provocateurs, what they do is they stir up uh, anger, they, they incite violence, and they, they cause the optics to appear a certain way. If this is a military uh, strategy. And this is what's occurred. It's a false flag event. Now, it does not mean, like I said, that there were not Trump supporters involved. I want to be very clear. There were Trump supporters that did walk in and that were in there and, and amongst these people. But the people that started the uh, altercations and the people that, that did what they did uh, were the agent provocateurs. So this was planned and this was planned for a purpose. And the purpose was so that they can now in the, in the dark of the night, without the eyes of the American people in the eyes of the world watching, now instead they have their false flag event that the whole world's now talking about how what's going on in America and they storm the Capitol. And now that's where the optics are so that they can say Trump supporters are violent and it can fit their narrative. When we know Trump supporters are more law abiding, these are patriots, people that love our country. You know, we haven't seen violence amongst Trump supporters. We've seen people of all races, colors, and creed coming together, worshiping God. The name of Jesus is often lifted up at a Trump event. Uh, you know, and, and I think we need to be careful not to, you know, uh, mix the politics with our faith. But because so many people of faith are Trump supporters, just because he stands for religious liberty and freedoms and the many things like life, he's the most pro-life president, and, and even more so, because I know there's a lot of people that are that are criticizing and saying that, you know, a lot of evangelicals have, you know, made Trumpism, you know, like an idol and all that. And I'm not saying that there aren't people that do that because people make idols out of everything. But what I'm saying is, is that the reason why the evangelicals and the church has been so motivated in this uh, season is because we know what's at stake. And we also, in our spirit and in our discernment, can see that the left is not, you know, the, the old school, old fashioned liberals. We're now talking about a radicalized group of basically socialist communists that want to target Christianity and really implement a very similar system to what we see in China and other communist nations. So this has been the concern. So it really is a, a spiritual battle between light and darkness. Sorry, guys, I'm getting a million texts. That's why I keep putting my finger up there. Um, so it's a battle between spirit, uh, you know, spiritual battle between light versus darkness. And so that's what's playing out. And that's why many Christians have gravitated to this movement, because we know that there's been so much at stake. Now, many people, uh, some people are, are deeper into the understanding than others. 
Um, but I will tell you that at least the remnant people and probably a lot of the people that listen to this broadcast, you know the importance of winning this election because you know what's at stake. And uh, many of us know that, you know, the, the great reset is upon us. Uh, we've heard that archbishop that's very bold in the Catholic Church come out and tell us about, you know, some of his concerns and his open letter to President Trump. Um, you know, there's a lot of awake people that understand what's going on. And um, I told you guys, I think it was last night or the night before, that the next thing that they were, they're going to do, and this is very important. Now, this, I, listen, everybody that's listening to this broadcast, listen, because this really got to listen. Because I can report the news to you, but it's important that you understand what's going on right now. This is an attempted coup in our nation. Okay, there, there, there is a, a coup attempt, and I, it, it appears that Vice President Pence is involved in this. We, we found some old emails between him and Paul Ryan, who, which, who was a rhino and the former Speaker of the House, where they, they were very telling of how they really felt about President Trump. And so there's been people over the years during the Trump administration that have told me personally, uh, you need to be careful of Pence. And I didn't want to believe it because I thought to myself, Vice President Pence seems like a, you know, a good man. It seems like a man of integrity. He speaks really well. And these are people that worked with him in the past and that worked with him when he, I think he was in the uh, governorship of Indiana before, if I recall. Uh, but, you know, he, he, they worked with him before and they said, listen, I know he appears a certain way, but I'm telling you that's not who he really is. And so I struggled with that. I'm going to be honest with you. I struggled with that because I didn't want to believe it. But today, I think we, we can clearly see Mitch McConnell is another one. His wife, her father is connected to the CCP. And uh, I've heard that they've received, you know, possibly millions of dollars from that father. So Mitch McConnell has ties to the CCP. I'm not saying Pence has ties to the CCP, but he definitely is an establishment guy and a rhino and part of that part of the party which is never Trumpers. And it's amazing that he somehow worked his way into the White House and was uh, seemed like the most loyal guy and had so many of us fooled. But when it came down to the fact where he could have been the one that single-handedly saved our republic and uh, you know stopped us from this communist takeover, instead he uh, has allowed it. So that I think that, that's very telling. The Bible says you know them by their fruit. And so we can now see that you know he is allowing this steal to happen and uh, another very scary thing that I'm now hearing, and I can confirm this as real news, is, is that the National Guard has been called up, and I think his name is General Miley, uh, and the Joint Chiefs and several people in the uh, Department of Justice and whatnot have been collaborating, not with President Trump, this is very important, but with Vice President Pence. So it appears that Pence has initiated the National Guard in D.C., First of all, why didn't Pence do that or all these other people do that when our cities were burning for months? Remember when our cities were burning and being looted and small businesses were being lit on fire and people were scared for their safety and the nation? Remember that? No one was sending in the National Guard during that time. In fact, they were calling President Trump a dictator uh, and a tyrant for even mentioning the possibility of doing that to try to restore order. But immediately today, when Trump supporters are in D.C., not even a few hours go by, not even a few minutes go by before these people are already, in, you know, asking for the National Guard to come in. And by the way, these are the same people that have been pushing for the defunding of the police. So obviously there's two sets of rules. 
There's two sets of rules when somebody gets killed, as we see with the woman that got killed today. There's two sets of rules when it comes to, uh, you know, calling the National Guard. And unfortunately, there's uh, two parties within the Republican Party. There's patriot people like Josh Howley, you know, Marsha Blackburn, and others that were willing to stand with the president. And then there's unfortunately establishment people that seem to be just as corrupt as uh, people in the Democrat Party. And so uh, we're going to have to really pray about how to move forward here. So the thing is this, is that people are asking me, is there still hope? Is there still a chance? I've told you that I'm always going to tell you the truth. And so that is a, a very heavy burden on my heart as a pastor and a minister of the gospel. I don't want to give you false hope. I don't want to lie to you. And so here's where we're at at this very moment. The president could invoke his executive order. As I said yesterday in a previous broadcast, the 2018 executive order does uh, go into effect if there was foreign interference. We've heard that there's foreign interference from a general. Uh, obviously, General Flynn has spoke about this, Sidney Powell spoke about this, but even the president himself and, and people in the intelligence community have spoke about the fact that uh, there has been foreign interference from China, from Iran, from Serbia, uh, some from Germany is involved, and now we're even hearing that there could be interference from Italy. But some people are saying that that story from Italy uh, is meant to throw us off. So be careful with that story. A, a high-level person told me, be careful with the Italy story. A lot of people have been sending it to me. But we do know that China has been involved for sure in the election, as well as the nation of Iran and Serbia, because they've um, you know, went back on the computer files and, and, and saw where the people were hacking from. And uh, Serbia was where some of the programmers were, but a lot of it, you know, Venezuela was also involved. And uh, Germany, there was some CIA servers there. Remember that story? That's still a, a legitimate story because that was something that was confirmed by Representative Louis Gomer. So um, the, the concern that I have right now with the executive order is I don't know if the military would get behind the president. It's not the people that would not get behind with the president. The people would get behind with the president. Uh, you know, the soldiers, most soldiers are, are pro-Trump. But it's the leadership, the Obama generals, the Obama holdovers, uh, the guys like Miley and others that are willing to basically usurp the orders of the president, including the vice president, Mike Pence, who apparently is now calming the shot. So is Trump even in control? We have to wonder, and we have to wonder if he were to initiate this executive order, if he would actually have the power to do so, even though he constitutionally does, even though he's the legitimate president of the United States, who's a duly elected president, would the various departments be the military or you know the department of justice or you know these various departments would they actually obey his orders and that's what we have to wonder at this point because of this coup that has been initiated it seems like they're banding together and uh, it's basically a coup against this president and now what we're seeing and this is against the american people the next step of this i think it's going to be fast in fact it could be within the next 24 hours it could be even sooner where we could see um, the social media giants and the tech giants take down Patriot accounts. In fact, I, I feel like that's coming very, very soon. So please follow me on Parler, at Todd Coconato, same name. Follow me on Parler and uh, other, other uh, you can go to the website, www.toddcoconato.com, and I can post videos there. We also have uh, rmntnews.com. It's remnant without the vowels www.rmntnews.com or remnant.news. 
and I can continue to post on those accounts. But we have a very strong feeling that they're going to start taking down Patriot accounts and Christians and pastors and people that are speaking truth very soon because they want to stop the communication line in this very, very crucial and critical period of time. So we don't know what the president's next move is going to be. We don't know uh, if he has something planned. I'm, I'm just here to tell you he does have tools that he could utilize, but we don't know that even if he were to initiate those tools, if the certain leadership within the military would even obey them. I mean, it, it could be at the point where they would literally say, we're sorry, Mr. President, we're not going to obey that order. So that is a real predicament there because then all the president really has is the people and that's it. So that's the problem. Um, that is the problem. Uh, so we have to see how this pans out and how this develops. And of course, there's always uh, a miracle that could happen where, pre you know, Vice President Pence could somehow, some way go in there and, and all of a sudden do an about face and decertify these states. That would be great. And I would be the first one to repent and to say, I'm sorry that I called him a traitor. Um, I would love to see Vice President Pence do the right thing. And if he does do the right thing, like I said, I will humbly come before all of you and repent and say I was wrong. Uh, but from the appearance of the way things are going right now and from the president's response, and we always say, let's wait and see what the president says. Well, he spoke and he seems to be pretty upset with Vice President Pence. So unless something changes miraculously that way, I would say I wouldn't anticipate anything to come out of the Congress that would be groundbreaking other than them possibly certifying uh, you know, Biden as, as president with the electors. Now that doesn't mean he's president yet. He, he would not be president until the 20th. So we have from now until the 20th to have some type of event, the executive order, the Insurrection Act, you know, massive amounts of information that's dumped out, um, some type of sting operation that could have occurred, which we thought has been happening all along. I mean, I had sources telling me that there was massive sting operation that was going on, you know, but I've just never really reported on it because I couldn't substantiate it. And uh, if I can't substantiate it or I can't confirm it, I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys, well, I heard this or this is possible, but I don't know. But people have said, yes, there's this massive sting operation and uh, you know, they've been watching every, this whole thing and they know the exact amounts of votes. And we've heard that. We heard about the servers in Germany and then we haven't heard anything about that. We heard it was the CIA. We haven't heard anything about that. You know, at first we were told it was the Dominion servers. And then later we were told it was actually a CIA farm. And then that's it. Crickets. We never heard anything else about it. And then there was that mysterious call that was going around the Internet in the last 24 hours about that nonprofit group that says they had all these goods on Italy. Now, I do know during the Russian collusion delusion that Italy had something to do with that because um, there's a, you know, the, the, the Western nations have a spy conglomerate where they share intelligence called Five Eyes and Italy was involved in the Five Eyes with the dossier and the Russian collusion story. So it wouldn't surprise me. It looks like Obama and the shadow government and the people that are, are trying to have this shadow government in place ever since President Trump has been in office, it seems like they have had some workings and dealings with Five Eyes and with Italy. So it's very possible that Italy could be involved in this operation. But from the intelligence that we've heard and from the various things that we've heard from General Flynn and Sidney Powell and others like them, it appears that it's more China and, um, and Serbia and Venezuela and Iran that have been involved in the theft of our election from a digital standpoint, from hacking overseas 
with, with, uh, with some of the machines that were connected to the internet, which weren't supposed to be connected to the internet. It's actually illegal for them to be connected to the internet, but they were in fact connected to the internet, internet and that's been proven. So we're gonna have to continue to follow this, but right now what I would advise you, follow me on Parler, okay? We gotta keep the communi communication lines open. I do anticipate that they're gonna probably lock Trump out of, um, of, of his Twitter account fairly soon here. Uh, they might try to just suspend it until this whole thing is over, until after the 20th. They may completely take his account down. We just don't know yet. But this is a very, very dangerous period of time right now. Pray for us. Pray for those that are in D.C. right now. Pray for the patriots. Pray for the people that are fighting for our republic. Be wise. Be prepared. Um, we really are in a very troubling time as a nation. Now, once this is all completed, we'll be able to have more understanding of how this is going to develop. Do I still have hope? People want to know. Yes, of course I have hope. I have hope forever. The fact is, is I have hope in Jesus Christ. We're going to go on preaching the gospel and being the church and continue to move forward. We're not going to let the spirit of oppression or depression come upon us. We're not going to feel defeated or put our heads down. We're going to continue to be the remnant body of Christ. We're going to lay hands on the sick and we're going to preach the gospel of Jesus. In fact, I'm very excited to have this election behind me. But we uh, said from the beginning that we were going to pray this through because we knew what was at stake in our country and we knew how very critical and important it was to stand at this particular time in history and that's why we chose to do it it wasn't about a man donald trump it wasn't we weren't making him an idol we weren't doing anything i know some people were but that's not our intention we were looking at what the situation at hand was and realizing that this is a very important and precipice moment in our history and that this was a defining moment in our history and that this was a battle between light versus darkness we chose to stand for life we chose to stand for our constitution, for our freedoms, for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, you know, family values and principles and, and, and the good old United States of America versus communist China and the globalist plan and the Great Reset, you know, Klaus Schwab and uh, the World Economic Forum and all the very evil things that they have planned. So we're going to have to see how this plays out in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, and then we can regroup and kind of figure out what our move is going forward. But again, I have a very strong feeling that they're going to cut the lines of communications on the Patriots very soon here, and they may purge a tremendous amount of accounts on Facebook. I, I have a feeling that's going to happen very soon. So that's why you got to go to Parler. you got to go to ToddCoconato.com. You can follow the podcast that I have on Podbean. Uh, you can go to Podbean.com, the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant. I'm up on there, and uh, we will pro post these broadcasts to that. We do it every day. Many people don't know. Go to Podbean. It's a very easy way for you to follow me. I'm also on iHeart, um, you know, iTunes, um, all the podcasting platforms, Google Play, you know, the Todd Coconato Show, and, and you can hear this information on there as well. Um, so it's not the end-all, be-all if we get taken down from Facebook, but a lot of you do follow us on Facebook, and that is where we have the probably most vulnerability. And, of course, YouTube, we're on there as well, but they could also take us down. Twitter could also freeze our account. So we want to at least have some alternatives, tycoconado.com. If you go to tycoconado.com slash find me, it has all the different things where we're on. Let's keep this line of communication going. Um, and I'll continue to update you as I hear more information. Uh, but today was a very disturbing day for our freedom and our democracy, our republic. Um, unfortunately, it looks like it was a false flag operation. Uh, Trump supporters were framed and there was a nefarious plan 
uh, and it was in order to take the optics off of what was happening in the Congress, to put it on Trump supporters, to make President Trump look like he's inciting violence, to make it look like, you know, he's this rogue president and all these very scary things um, that are untrue. And so you know the truth. I know the truth. Millions of patriots know the truth. But unfortunately, the mainstream media is lying and they're not reporting correctly. So turn off the prophets of Baal. Turn off Fox News. They're liars. Turn off all CNN, MSNBC, the LA Times, the Washington Post. You know, all, you know all the bad actors that are going to tell you a bunch of lies and they're, all they're going to be doing is repeating their Operation Mockingbird. They're just going to be repeating, repeating, repeating about, you know, how President Trump supporters stormed the Capitol today. And that's what it's going to be all about instead of the, you know, the actual situation which is going on, which is the theft of our republic by a communist regime and a globalist regime. It's a coup. And uh, the patriots know it. You feel it inside. You know what's going on. If this is allowed to take place, if this goes on, if this actually happens and Joe Biden is inaugurated, we're going to be going into a very different season in our country, ladies and gentlemen. And I know many of you are saying it's not going to happen and you know, you're know you believing in faith and we're praying this through. And I gave my word and I still am standing by it that I'm going to pray this through until the very end, until the inauguration. I'm going to pray this through and believe that God can do a miracle on our behalf, that we're at the Red Sea and we're praying for God to part it. But I have also made a decision in my life that I'm going to be a Christian and stand for righteousness regardless of who's in the White House. Because ultimately, it's not about the White House. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who sits on the throne. So we are not defeated. We are not, uh, you know, a, a defeated church. You know, there's many times when nations have gone into communism. This has happened in history. People didn't think it could happen in America, but it's happened many different places around the world. And so it's very possible that that could happen here. And we have to be realistic. At the same time, we're believing for a miracle and we're praying it through until the very end. So anyways, guys, I have to go. I have to change locations right now. This is my portable flag that I bring with me and hang on the wall. And then I got my folding chair that I, so it always looks like I'm at the same place, but I'm actually moving because of strategic purposes and reasoning and our family safety and various things. So I have to go be with the family, do what we're going to do tonight. We are safe. Thank you for the many people that have been reaching out and praying for our safety. We are safe and uh, we're going to continue to fight this fate, this fight and stand for righteousness and stand for our freedoms and our nation. So continue to please help us. If you can, you can go to Todd Coconato slash um, Todd Coconato.com slash give that helps us in the various things that we're trying to do right now. As you can see from my feed, we're all over the country, various capitals, different places, uh, doing the work of the kingdom in this very important season. So if you can help, and there's some of you that have helped, I truly appreciate that. It is literally our lifeline right now, um, other than our faith, is, is that we need to be able to fund the operations. So thank you so much. We'll continue to go live soon. God bless you. Stay safe. Stay encouraged. Do not let depression take over. Understand that God is on the throne and no matter what, he has got us in the palm of his hands. He will never give us more than we can handle and he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's what the word of God says. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of all things in heaven and earth. 
So they can lock the president's Twitter account, but that doesn't cut us off from the king. We're never cut off from the king, the king of kings. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. We can pray to him at any moment. He hears our prayers from heaven. He responds to our prayers. The Lord hears our prayers tonight. He knows our hearts are heavy. Continue to cry out to him for our nation. Continue to believe for a miracle. Don't lose faith. I know I'm going to get people that are saying, oh, you sound like you're giving up. I want to make it very clear. I'm not giving up. I'm never giving up. We're not giving up. We're not giving up. We're not giving up. I want to make it very clear so I don't get a million people writing me. I'm just reporting the news and letting you know what's going on. That does not mean that we're losing. Okay. It just means that we have to understand where we're at because we need, we need to be sober minded and we need to be wise. And that's all that means. So we're going to continue to stand for righteousness regardless, but we're going to continue to pray this through until the very end. I am an expectant person. I've seen miracles happen at the, the very last minute. I thought somebody was going to die and the Lord gave them a breath of life. I've seen people that were healed out of wheelchairs. I've seen a woman that had messed up eyes and they, she literally took off her glasses and said, I've been healed. And she still healed, is healed till this day. I've seen people over the years get truly healed. I believe God is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. I believe the gifts of the Spirit are for today. And I believe that God can do whatever he wants. And so he is the God of heaven and earth. Like I keep saying, he can do whatever he wants. So we just, our job is to be like Isaiah and say, send me, I'll go. Our job is to show up and to stand in faith because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, you can move the mountain. So we want the faith. It doesn't have to be a lot of faith. It can be the seed of a mustard, you know, the size of a mustard seed. But I still believe we can move this mountain. I still believe we can see a victory. Regardless, we are victorious because that's who we are in our identity in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for all the, the support and the love. And I just appreciate you guys. And we'll uh, give you more information soon. But remember to follow us on those other sites because telling you social media is going to get crazy in the next couple of days regardless of what happens they're going to try to shut down the patriots so follow me on parlor same name follow me um you know on the Podbean, on the on the on the different podcasting platforms and let's stay in touch regardless god bless you